You're listening to the best of Halford and Bruff. You're listening to Halford and Bruff. It rains, it pours, and right now the Flames are in the middle of a monsoon. It's nothing to do with broken. We just sucked. That team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Just want to apologize to our fans. Playing like shit right now, so it's tough to watch. Here we got everyone just looking in the mirror at this point and be a whole lot better. What an intro, laddie. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. We are coming to you live from the Kintech Studios in beautiful Fairview Slopes of Vancouver. Jason, good morning. Good morning. Hey, dog, good morning to you. Diddly poo. Okay, and laddie, good morning to you as <laughs> hello, well. Hello, hello. Ah, crazy Friday hijinks. We've started them already. Halford and Bruff in the morning is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura Dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura Dealer today. It is a Friday it is hour one. Hour one is brought to you by everythingfinancial.com. Financial freedom awaits. Book your introductory meeting today. Visit them online at everythingfinancial.com. How about another read? Should I do another read? We are coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at kintech.net. Ultimately, we want to get to the, the show to the point where it's just all ads, and then we're like, we'll be right back with some more ads. Yeah, it's commercials sandwiched with commercials. That's the goal, really. And then occasionally doing some online gambling yeah. content. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we have in store on the show today? It is a Friday. Brady Henderson, a Friday regular here, ESPN, NFL Nation, Seahawks insider, is going to join us. It's the Seahawks. It's the Browns. Sunday, Sunday, we'll preview that with Brady at 6.30. 7.30, it's the Moj. Not a lot of foresight from the Halford and Bruff show here. We got the Moj on a bye week. So we're going to talk to Moj about the CFL Awards. We can really prep up that Western semifinal between the Lions and the Stamps. Yeah, this is going to be like just that. do all ask us anything. That's it. You don't have to. Yeah, no football will. questions. Yeah, yeah. Just jambalaya, and that's it. This <laughs> just jambalaya. Uh, that's going to be at seven thirty. It's the jambalaya Moj. Friday with Moj. Uh, Eight o'clock. Rick Dollywell is going to join us to yell at us and then hang up on us. Uh, it is also Ask Us Anything Friday. A reminder: you can ask us about anything with Ask Us Anything Friday. We'll do our best to answer it. We will try. Uh, we're, we're giving away tickets to the Halloween game. Uh, that's on. Let's never do that again. That was the worst evil <laughs> laugh ever. Is that a Dracula? That's kind of nice. Yeah, that's yeah. a Dracula yeah, laugh. That's a friendly evil laugh. That's like a good start to your day evil laugh. Uh, Tuesday, October 31st, 7 o'clock, Rogers Arena. It is the Vancouver Canucks. It is the Nashville Predators. We're giving away a pair of tickets. It's going to be either the best Ask Us Anything or what we learned. So... Text into the Dunbar Lumber text line at 650-650. If you're going to do a What We Learned, hashtag it WWL. If you're going to do an Ask Us Anything, hashtag it AUA. And don't forget, I cannot stress this enough, put a ticket emoji into your text to be entered into the grand prize draw for a pair of tickets to see the Canucks and Preds on Halloween. Uh, tonight, it is the Canucks and Blues, 7 o'clock from Rogers Arena. It's also game one of the World Series tonight, so a good sports-watching night for everybody out there. As for our guest list, working in reverse, Rick Dollywall at 8 o'clock, Bob the Moj Marjanovic at 7.30, and Brady Henderson at 6.30. That's what's happening on the program today. Laddie, let's tell everybody what happened. 
Hey, did you guys see the game last night? No. no. What happened? I missed all the action because I was... We know how busy your life can be. What happened? You missed that? What Happened is brought to you by the BC Construction Safety Alliance, making safety simpler by giving construction companies the best in tools, resources, and safety training. Visit them online at bccsa.ca. You know, we've been doing this for a long time, and as sort of easily identifiable Canucks fans, we can tell you one thing. It's not an easy road. It's not an easy life we chose. A lot of times you don't get to cheer for your local hockey squadron because they don't win a lot of games. So, over the last few years... We as Canucks fans, you and I in particular, have learned to find enjoyment elsewhere. Oftentimes, that means basking in the glow of another team's failure. It's quite a life we live. However, it's pathetic. There are very rare occasions in this pathetic life of ours where it's not just another team that struggles. An entire province is embroiled in misery. And, and it's even better because of the province that it is. It's true. It's our neighboring province. Yeah. What a dump. Yeah. Anyway. I say all this because yesterday, I think we might have reached the zenith of Alberta crisis in hockey. Sure, it's early in the season, folks, but the Flames and Oilers are in crisis mode. The Flames and Oilers have a lot of things in common. They've both lost a bunch of games in a row. They both have players in post-game media availabilities swearing just casually dropping F-bombs and S-bombs. It's a lack of discipline. L-bombs. I don't even know what an L-bomb is. It's crazy what's going on right now. I want to start in Calgary. Last night, it was Oscar Sundquist and Joel Hofer <laughs> leading the way. For the Why are you Lewis. laughing at Joel Hofer? He's got a funny name. Hofer? Joel Hofer is a, is a goalie for the St. Louis Blues who shut out the flames last night. Laddie's going to be like, this guy's been well-regarded for a number of years now. Team, Nobody else has heard of him. Former Team Canada member Joel Hofer, right? He's only on my list, you know, for the top prospects going into the year, so I guess he didn't read that. He's on your list of best goalies named Joel Hofer. <laughs> I will not be reading your top goalie prospects <laughs> yeah. of the year. Ever. Who would have known about Joel Hofer? <laughs> oh, man, is that, that why Pierre Maguire? He's like, he went to, went to this high school. He friends. <laughs> okay, uh, Calgary loses 3-0 to St. Louis, that's important for two reasons. One, ha <laughs> Calgary. Two, Blues are in town tonight to play the Vancouver Canucks. Kasperi Kapanen and Nick Letty scored for the Blues as well in the 3-0 win. The more important thing is that Calgary looked awful. Calgary was, I don't want to say showered with booze, and not the booze like alcohol, like well, boo, but... Most of the fans had left. That's right. So it was hard to shower to, them with booze. They weren't even there to boo. Um... The Calgary Flames have nothing going offensively. They went into the third period last night trailing the game, and the Blues actually outshot them. Just a casual, easy win for the St. Louis Blues on a Thursday night. They weren't really pushed. Right? Like So, so think about all that. Think about how this game unfolded. Not only were the Flames coming off a pretty dreadful performance, they had a beatable team in the St. Louis Blues... They had the the motivation or the embarrassment of the last game. We got Nikita Zdorov really popping off on his own team. You got a rookie head coach that you would think the Flames players appreciate playing for, considering they didn't appreciate playing for the last guy. And mm -hmm. this was supposed to be the fun year for the Flames. And you're trailing the game, and you go into the third period, and you're at home, and you just got nothing. And there's some quotes coming out from the Flames players where they were like, the St. Louis Blues broke our will. That was Mackenzie Weger, by the, the way. The St. Louis Blues broke your will? 
at home in, in this- game seven or eight. Like, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of the Canucks last season. Well, Jason, like, they just had nothing going on. The Canucks, no answer for anything. The Canucks last season got off to a unforgettable 0-5-2 start to the year. Calgary, not that far off. After Remember when they won the opener and everyone was like, yeah, Ryan Huska and the Flames, back to the playoffs, baby. Since winning their season opener, they have gone 1-5-1. and And they've scored 12 goals over their last seven games. You can't even blame this on Markstrom. You can potentially blame it. On Jonathan Huberto and Nazem Kadri, oh but wait. They're dreadful. Ryan Huska had a very interesting remark about his two highly paid forwards yesterday. He was asked if that team, his team, the Calgary Flames, needs more from Huberto and Kadri following a 3 nothing loss to the St. Louis Blues. Here's what the head coach, Ryan Huska, had to say. I mean, if, if you're expecting those two guys to win games for us, it's not going to happen. We'll be waiting for that for a long period of time. The way this team will win games is when they're competitive and they skate and they play hard. You're paying those guys $17.5 million combined this year. I get the vibe he doesn't like those two players very much. I think you can lean on them a little bit, maybe to win you a game or two, Ryan Huska. If you watch Huberto out there, he is completely lost. He makes $10.5 million. Yeah. Someone texted in earlier as an Ask Us Anything to the Halford Bruff Show. A reminder. Get him in. Dunbar number text line is 650-650. Does Jonathan Huberto now have the worst contract in the NHL? I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, dear texter, but it's in the conversation. Well, I think it is. Everyone? That's the worst? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an awful contract considering the way he's playing right now. He's 30 years old. He's got a full no-move clause, so... Even if there was a team that was interested in Jonathan Huberto, he could, in theory, block that trade. He's signed for how many more years at a cap hit? He's signed it's, until two, 2030-31. It's the length of his contract. It's ten and a half sure. million dollars. And also, like, I'll say it, he's a winger, right? Like, So he plays... I don't know, in my opinion, the least important position. Like, I would take a center, I would take an elite center, I would take an elite defenseman or even elite, an elite goalie over an elite winger. Mm-hmm. And so you're always going to have this issue of like, okay, is he going to have chemistry with the center that comes in if you're trading for him? He's also like, you know, this sounds awful, but like, does he have any injuries? Because at least with some guys, you're kind of like, I don't know, maybe he'll end up on LTIR. Mm-hmm. The, the, I think he's the worst contract in the NHL right now. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yes, Greg. Like, the year that ended in 2022 with the Panthers, his last year there, he had 85 assists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's still only 2023. And you're saying he's completely washed. Yes. A man that had 85 assists Rinsed, a year ago. If you will. I'm just saying right now. His, I'm just saying right now his contract is the worst in the NHL. It's been bad since he's been in Calgary. But yeah. if you watch him play, like I don't know how much you you've watched of the Flames. Like I've watched the end of their last two games. Right, he's just kind of hanging over. out. Just having. And he's just hanging he's out. Just like there's no there's no point to his game. Yeah. Like I'm watching it and I'm like. There's like he gets the puck and he'll give it up pretty easily or he'll like you know skate past it. I mean the Flames fans are watching this guy and they're like poke him with a stick like do something. 
He just looks like he's got, he looks like he's miserable too. Now, listen, we've seen players struggle before, right? There were times a couple years ago when we were watching, for example, Petey play, and we were like, what is going on here? Has this guy completely lost it? So I'm not writing him off right now, but I would say right now, if you were to make power rankings of the worst contract in the NHL, it would be Jonathan Huberto. We'd love to hear from listeners on this. Dunbar Lumber text line, 650-650. Does Jonathan Huberto have the worst contract in the NHL? And if it's not him, who is it? So the booze, as it, not again, not alcohol, but B-O-O-S, were raining down on the flames for the few that remained in their seats at the end of regulation of that 3 nothing loss to St. Louis last night. You would think that someone would step up and apologize to the Saddle Dome faithful, and someone did. His name, Nikita Zadorov, who's quickly becoming the best quote. Not the best player, but the best quote on the Calgary Flames. Here's what Zadorov had to say postgame. Uh, it's a short one, and it kicks off a day of swearing on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Just want to apologize to our fans. Playing like shit right now, so it's tough to watch. It's not as tough to watch as the Edmonton Oilers, though, as we pivot now to the other tire fire smoldering in northern Alberta. Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick. Totally forgot he was in the NHL. I forgot he was with the Rangers. I was like, Jonathan Quick is in there? (laughs) 32 saves against the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, (laughs) They win 3-0 as well. So you want to run the parallels between the Flames and the Oilers. They've now both lost four in a row. They're now both both lost 3-0 last night. Uh, The Oilers have that dangling 1-5-1 record over their head as well. Here's a crazy stat. Edmonton has a grand total of one one third period goal this entire season. I don't even know how you manage that. I With think McDavid is, in the lineup or not, that is crazy to me. One third period goal. Isn't that the concerning thing about both of these teams that they've gone into third periods trailing multiple times mm-hmm. and they've come up with nothing? Bupkiss, I believe, yeah. is the word. Uh, I want to play some more. So today I said it was the day of swearing. For some reason, everyone in sports last night decided to swear on live mics. Like they didn't care. They just decided to drop F-bombs and S-bombs. I think we might try it today. Yeah, why not? It's a Friday. Mm-hmm. I say I say, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. called F This Friday. Let's get it underway. Yeah. Uh, here now. This is a new weekly segment we're trying out. <laughs> uh, you've been canceled during the break. Uh, let's hear from Darnell Nurse. Now, his swear was interesting. Was because- it a Darnell curse? <laughs> God, I love you. Um, <laughs> I bring this up because I'm Darnell fine, Nurse's I? delivery was so monotone, and he sounded like he was just answering another question. But then you could tell that he started to get a little frustrated, and out came the F-bomb. Here's Darnell Nurse following a 3 nothing loss to the Rangers last night in Edmonton. Yeah, we got to be better, like, to a man. That's as simple as that. Um, that's the dialogue. Everyone knows. You know, it's easy to point fingers and whatnot. I mean, we got everyone just look in the, in the mirror at this point and be a whole lot better. So here's the fun part. On Sunday, in Edmonton, in front of a very large crowd at Commonwealth Stadium, the Edmonton Oilers will play the Calgary Flames. It all comes together. (laughs) Outdoors! Like, this is incredible, the timing of this. Perfect. Because, um, first of all, we don't know if McDavid's going to be able to play. He didn't play last night. Um, I imagine that the Oilers are going to try to make him available. Jay Woodcroft said last night that there is a chance that he'll be ready to play, but they're not going to make an announcement. Can you imagine if you bought tickets like for either team for this outdoor game and you're like, this is going to be awesome. 
And it's like, both teams are terrible and McDavid isn't playing. They renamed it to the Loser Bowl. (laughs) Surely a month into the season, things couldn't be going that poorly. So on Sunday in front of a national TV audience, including down south where it's on TBS, the Flames and the Oilers will play this outdoor game. And I guess the only good news is that one of them has to win the game. Wow, the good news for them. The good news for us is that one of them has to lose the game as well. So we'll be able to continue that on on Monday. Interestingly enough, the St. Louis Blues, who beat the Calgary Flames last night, are the Canucks' next opponent, and the New York Rangers, who have gone into Alberta and sweeped both those teams, they beat Calgary and they beat Edmonton, are the Canucks' Saturday opponents. So here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that the Blues are feeling all fat and happy about their effort in Calgary, or maybe just a little bit tired because they you know, had expended so much energy. They had sure. this great defensive effort that they come in tonight against Vancouver and they're either like, ah, whatever, let's break even on this, and the Canucks blow them out the doors. Meanwhile, the New York Rangers, you know what? It feels like a good time for like a rookie party. Best how about the, best city in the world? How to do about it? Friday night in Vancouver while the Canucks and Blues are playing, the Rangers will probably be in town. I don't think they're going to stay in Calgary. Maybe have their rookie night and have a big just and you know what, Rangers, you deserve to let some steam off. You deserve Party to have a, hard. You deserve to have a big night. You, you know, in this life of ours, you got to celebrate your victories. And you went through Alberta and you played so well. You got to you got to take care of yourself. So go out, have a lot of drinks. We have this great bar called and, the Roxy, try it out. Well, I think there are other bars now. A dog, I think. No, it's just that one. It's, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't realize our show was being produced by Shane O'Brien. That's the, that's the sabotage bar. <laughs> so that's where they got to go. You so and if any Canucks fans are run into any Rangers players, like buy them a drink, buy them ten drinks, you and know, just have like a big, big old classic Vancouver night. And then you know what? If you if you don't play all that well on Saturday against the Canucks, it doesn't matter. You played well in Alberta still. You know, I wonder if you could get away with if you were the Rangers going to the sports bar at Rogers Arena and then trying to re package it as like a scouting trip like no we're going to watch our next opponent coach we're, we're just doing it from the in-house bar well, who are you guys planning sir we're not really sure <laughs> guys are sending over trays of shots <laughs> to the rangers i think we might be onto something here anyway i do want to spend a moment here before we go to break talking about yes your local hockey squadron the vancouver canucks and tonight's opponent the st louis blues so the canucks returned to practice yesterday ahead of the blues game there wasn't a ton to parse from practice. Same lines as you would expect as the ones that we saw in Nashville in that 3-2 victory to close out the five-game road swing. The only thing of minor note is that Jack Studnika got to take some twirls as a defenseman. That was fun <laughs> for him. He got to skate with Noel Juleson on the extra pairing. Uh, there was some interesting audio about Rick Tockett discussing the schedule and then how it relates to his goalies because yet again, the Canucks are going to be put in a situation on this Friday and Saturday where they're going to have to rely on Casey DeSmith again and they had to rely on him a couple times early in this season and DeSmith has been been very good. Tockett also said that they are very cognizant early in the season that they're going to have to manage Thatcher Demko's workload. He actually said it's, quote, hard to have goalies play 60 games and also be successful. There's a coach that knows his team is on the way to the postseason. He's already planning for playoff success. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. I, I am curious to see how they're going to handle this goaltending situation. Because if I'm the guy making the call, I say you go to Smith tonight, 
And then you throw Demko in there against a Rangers team that is playing really well, that is deadly on the power play. And that's going to be, I mean, all due respect to tonight's game, which will be fun. Saturday's a marquee game, yeah. right? It's the Rangers. It's the Canucks. It's Hockey Night in Canada. So you're saying punt on tonight? Yeah. just Well, no, like with the Smith, it's almost a guaranteed two points, is it not? I wish I hadn't have said that out loud. But what would you do? <laughs> what would you do, Laddie, as the goalie guy, with the goalies? Because, you're, you, I mean, unless you're going to, you could run Demko out there twice. No, no, no. I would stay away from that. Out there gotta be the Smith that, that would be the one thing I would not do. I think no. the order of them matters a lot less. You could but run you the want, Smith out there twice. You, you need the split in the back-to-back, yeah. But who would you, no, start, who would you tonight? start tonight? I, like I said, it, it doesn't really matter. I'd have to look yes. at some tendencies Smith, and stuff. Smith. But you want your big goalie in the marquee game, I would mm, assume. Yeah. So Saturday night. Demo. And I assume that we're seeing Benning tonight because it's Hofer. Unless they go back-to-back with Hofer. Who's just got a fun name to say? He's a young, spry, twenty-three-year-old. So maybe. But did you watch? I don't fo- advise against. It. Did you watch a football game last night? Uh, bits and pieces. Yeah. yeah, it actually ended up being a lot closer and a lot more entertaining. Was that a than... was that a good win for the Bills no, or was that it was a win? Was it still kind of like we got some problems on this team? Um, you know what I'll say. Josh Allen was not at fault for any of it last night. And playing <laughs> with a bum shoulder, he actually put together a pretty comprehensive game, but. The 24-18 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Buffalo Bills last night won't go down in the Hall of Fame, and it won't be hung at the Louvre. It was not an art, like it was not great. It was not an oil painting. But the Bills moved to five and three. Josh Allen. So here are the numbers: thirty-one of forty passing, very accurate, three hundred and twenty-four mm-hmm. yards, and he ran the ball a few times despite having to go to the blue medical tent because of a shoulder problem. Right. So it was a fine victory for the Bills, who really just need to go out not make a ton of mistakes, win football games normally, and look like a team that isn't going to beat itself. Because that's been the thing with Buffalo right, and yeah. their three losses is it's mistake after mistake after mistake. So the Seahawks play Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I know Cleveland has issues at quarterback, but Cleveland also has a really good defense. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a challenge for the Seahawks. This isn't going to be a gimme game. Uh, they are favored by... schedule, you realize how much harder it gets in the second half. Yep. So all these games, these home games where you're favored, you just really want to take care of business. They had a win over Arizona. It was not a perfect game. There's a lot of focus right now on Geno Smith and whether or not he can repeat his performance from last season. Mm-hmm. So far, I, I, I hesitate to say he's been a disaster. Like, I don't think he's been a disaster at quarterback. After all, the Seahawks are 4-2. and two. They have some pretty good wins, including a win over the Detroit Lions. But there is an uneasiness to his play right now. Well, the turnovers. Would you agree with that? The turnovers, right? And yeah. then that one in the red zone against Arizona was just so atypical. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so untypical <laughs> of, um, of what he's done since he's become the starter. It was actually the first red zone pick that he's thrown since becoming the starter in 2022. And I would say... Even more concerning is the defense that he's facing this week because this is a Cleveland defense that can turn the ball over, can pressure the quarterback, and has been known to get interceptions. So it it's one of those, like, Gino didn't have a great game against Arizona, but he got by with it. But I don't think you can repackage what he did against Arizona and do it against his Cleveland defense because they're that good with Miles Garrett back there. We couldn't do diddly. You're listening to the best of Halford and Bruff. You're listening to the best of Halford and Bruff. Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. 
It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Dolly. Rick Dollywall. It's time for Rick Dollywall. Rick Dollywall. 8.03 on a Friday. Sweet, sweet Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Halford Bruff, Sportsnet 650. Yes, that music can only mean one thing. Rick Dollywell is going to join us in just a second here to kick off Hour 3 of this program. This program is brought to you by the Delari family of Acura dealers. Experience the Delari difference today by visiting your nearest Delari Acura dealer today. We are in Hour 3 of this program, as mentioned. Hour 3 is brought to you by Campbell & Pound. Real estate appraisers, trust the expertise of Campbell and Pound. Visit them on the internet at campbell-pound.com today. We are coming to you live from the Kintec studio, Kintec Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find a perfect fit at Kintech.net. We can now describe him as Hall of Fame adjacent. It's Rick <laughs> Dollywall here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. Morning, Rick. How are you? Just say the sidekick. The sidekick. Are you going to do the introductory speech at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony? Uh, you know what? It's in when is it? In January, February? No, when is it? December, January? I don't even know if there's a ceremony, Rick. To be honest, but I, oh I, no, I, there <laughs> there is, there is. Donnie's got to do a speech. Uh, Ryan, when is it? Mayor June. Mayor June. The, the Henderson on the ball says Mayor Ju- Mayor June. He's got to get up there. He's got to do a speech in front of a whole bunch of people. Who are we talking about? Don Taylor, guys, off to the BC Sports Hall of Fame. My biggest question to you two: mm-hmm. What took so long? You know, it's true. You know, he, you know, he's been in this market for so long, and I've had the pleasure of working with him every day. I see the talent, the creativity, the passion on a daily basis. We all watch Sports Page. Who didn't? Mm. We know he had the best highlight package in the country. It wasn't even close. There was nobody in Toronto that could do what he was doing. Uh, but to be in this industry 40 years plus, guys, you got to have passion. You got to love what you do. You got to wake up in the morning, and when you wake up in the morning, you got to say, "I can't wait to get to work." That's what he still does uh, to, to this day. And to survive in our industry, you guys know how tough our industry is the last few years. You've got to do multiple jobs. He was not only the TV star. He, he turned over to radio. He did newspapers. He was the EA sports guy. He, he did the Vancouver province. There wasn't anything really he couldn't do in this market. And all sports radio, and you two know this better than anyone else, it's about entertainment and putting on a show. You know, it's just not about talking about the Canucks 24-7. He understands that better than anyone else. His knowledge of sports in the city, late 1960s. Mm-hmm. He loves talking about those days. You know, that, that's one thing that Donnie and I connect on is, uh, you know, I, I love talking about the 1979 Soccer Bowl, the 82 Canucks, the 85 Lions, uh, Ernie Punch McLean and the Bruins, that, all that stuff. We, we just love all that stuff. He, he's just very good at what he does it's very deserving so we're really really happy this week uh, that don got into the bc sports hall of fame now now we got to get in three guys okay you guys got to help me here we got to get in bmac barry mcdonald you know that mm-hmm. right there's not a better guy in our industry than bmac john mckeechee um you know I, we all grew up watching mckeech and my old buddy neil mccray i'd love to see neil get in someday as well three great guys uh, let's talk about the Canucks 4-2 and two start. What have you seen from this Canucks team that is different from the past? It's the coach. It's the coach. I'm going to tell you right now, what I like is the coach doesn't allow this team to get comfortable. He just, after every win, listen to talk it after wins. He, he, he will he will talk about the things they need to win on, uh, need to work on, even after wins. 
He has slowly taken the bad habits from the previous years out of these players. Tockett was raving about the practice yesterday after a day off. Things like that are big to him. You know, remember the, remember the Canucks had that day off in Nashville? And he said, you know, hey, guys, uh, you know, be professional when you play in Nashville the next night. And they were professional. What he was trying to say was, you know, you got a day off in Nashville. Let's not hit the pubs and clubs. And, and they responded. You know, good energy at the practice uh, yesterday. He praised the leadership group, Hughes, Pedersen, Miller. It feels to me, guys, like the players are listening to what he is preaching and, and it's paying dividends. Five of the next six are at home. Okay, I've got two tough ones there, Rangers and Dallas. Others, I think, are winnable. Look at the Blues and Rangers last night, guys. They played their backups last night in Alberta, saving their starters, I think, for the Canucks this weekend. Blues coach uh, Craig Bruby, he was on our show this week. He talked about how impressive the Canucks have looked so far. There's a real good feel about this team right now. I know it's early. It's only six games. I always like to do 10-game segments, mm-hmm. and, and you do, you know, after 10 games, you'll have a really good read on this team. But I, I just, look, I took, took my positivity pills this uh, morning, and, <laughs> you know, and, and Halford Bruff, you, especially you, Bruff, you should too. But listen, um, Whitecaps, Lions in the playoffs, it's just finally good vibes in the city for sports fans you know the last 10 12 years have not been great for the lions canucks or whitecaps and all of a sudden the whitecaps already have twenty thousand sold for their um home playoff game and uh that's before anyone knows the result of their game this weekend in los angeles halford help me out where the heck do i watch why is this game not on my television? Why? You watch it at BC Place. Apple TV, my friend. I think no, they... no, 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 no. Hold on a sec. Uh, I'm, no, no, Bruff. I, I, I can go to the game. Uh, the, I'm talking about this weekend, the first game in L.A. Yeah. Why isn't it on television? Um, it's well, they sold the rights to Apple. I'm sure you're pretty familiar with it, right? And then yeah, they were going to do I a handful that, of that games. That doesn't make it easier. Oh, it doesn't. Hey, I was very critical and still kind of am of the the way that they went about this. It was a very dramatic shift from having almost every game Mm -hmm. on regular cable last season to all of a sudden taking it away. And I said, there's going to be some games like a Tuesday night game between Columbus and FC Dallas on the Apple subscription where there's going to be six people watching it. Like you really close off your market. And I would think that there would be a push maybe to kind of recalibrate it a bit and say, let's put some of these early, uh, especially the first round of the playoffs, like let's get it out there for our consumers. But that's what happens when you kind of sell all your broadcasting rights to a streaming package. They have control over what gets out there. Mike, it's not right because I can watch every Canucks and Lions game. That's the great thing about the Lions right now is that playoff game they play at home. If you're not going to trek down to BC Place, you can watch it at home. I just think the Whitecaps have dropped the ball. They could have had a huge audience on television uh, this weekend. But it is what it is. But there's good vibes uh, for all three teams. And I, I think this city and these fans in this city, uh, you know, they've been waiting for this for a long time and, and good on them. And, and they deserve it. Bad vibes in Calgary. Things are not looking good. I know. I know the Oilers are kind of like the popular pick to talk about. What's the Oilers? What's What's up with the Oilers? And definitely, that is a question worth asking. But having watched the last two Flames games, they look like they got nothing. They got no answers. And you know, there's all this talk about Noah Hannafin re-signing and signing a big contract with them. I wonder if he's rethinking that, or even the Flames are. I also wonder about. You know, what's going to happen with a guy like Chris Tanev, who's 
Maybe they mean they're going to need to uh, restart the Trade Tanif Club in Calgary. We can give them some advice on that. And then <laughs> probably the most critical member of the Flames has been Nikita Zadorov, the big, the big defenseman. He's a pending UFA too. Are you hearing anything? I mean, it's too early to like talk about trading those guys, but what does the future hold for those guys? I, you, you, I'm going to tell you right now, the Calgary Flames are going to have a lot of intrigue around them. Two wins, nine games, fans last night booing, a lot of empty seats. They're going to be calling for a rebuild if the losing continues. You guys know that. A lot of teams are going to monitor Calgary for a lot of reasons. If they start selling, they have a ton of UFA players leading, including Lindholm up front. But look at the blue line guys right now. The Flames have five UFA defensemen, only two signed beyond this year, and that's Uyghur and Anderson. So the big three for me are Hannafin, Tanev, and Zadarov. Hannafin's close to an extension, is as reported by Elliot Friedman. They made an offer to Tanev. It wasn't good enough. So so that that was done in the last few weeks. Hmm. They will try and sign Zadaroff. Let me get to Tanev. 34. He's going to turn 34 in December. Now, if you guys look at the Canucks right side after Heronic, they got Friedman, who was in the minors a week ago. Are we doing Myers. this? Are we doing this? Are we talking about the potential of the TANF to the Canucks? I, 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 I'm going to set it up for you, and then I'll let you say what you want. Just listen to me. So you got look at look at the right side after Heronic. Friedman was in the minors a week ago. Myers dropped to the third Perry's average in 13 minutes. All I'm saying is this. Tanev on July 1st can get a decent term if he hits the market. We know his history in Vancouver. We know Quinn Hughes loves mm-hmm. him. He's a veteran leader, right shot defense, a player who was respected so much in Vancouver by players, coaches, and GMs. He never wanted to leave Vancouver, guys. He loved his time in Vancouver. He told his agent to get it done. He still, to this day, holds the city in high regard. Mm-hmm. He would add good right shot depth. Now, you guys pretty well know Myers is not going to be resigned to Vancouver. Well, Tanev could be more than an adequate replacement if he hits the market. That's all I'm saying. And so, so do you want uh, uh, Brof? Do you want to go into next year with Friedman and Myers again? I mean, at some point they're going to have to adjust the right side after Brick, a I, Brick, I'm not arguing this. I, I'm yeah. just saying, like, wouldn't that be incredible? Yeah, if you oh, were to come yeah. back, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Like, you think I oh, criticize I everything? Like okay, I've been talking no, no. about the right side of this defense. Like uh, Friedman is their top yeah. four guy. Everyone knows, right? Like how yeah. are they going to solve this? And we've yeah, been talking exactly. about this all week. What are they going to do? I don't think they can afford to wait around for Willander or Bruschevich to turn point. into NHL players. I mean, it's it's the glaring hole on the blue line, and we're talking a lot about whether or not. Um, you know, Philip Peronic, if he stays with Quinn Hughes all year and oh. he puts up points and he's playing 25 minutes a night and people are talking about the best pairing in hockey, what's he going to ask for in a new contract? Oh. Hey, and if you, you don't think Peronic's agent uh, is doing cartwheels? Yeah, he is. He keeps tweeting every uh, week about how great Heronic is in Vancouver with Hughes. He's seeing stats and articles in Vancouver, and he's retweeting them. So what's that telling you? He's at what's Heronic at four point four million? I think the the Red Wings one of the reasons they traded him because they knew the next contract for Heronic would be probably very high. I don't know. Nobody can know until they make their first offer. But yeah, you're right. He's going to make. 
a big, big salary jump. Patterson's not the only big contract. The Canucks have a ton of UFAs and RFAs this year. I think it's up to 15. I mean, uh, Patrick Alvin's going to be pretty busy away from the rink, you know, dealing with a ton of guys. So anyways, Hironic can make a good point. His agent's loving it. I mean, you go look at his, uh, uh, go look at Walsh's uh, Twitter account. Mm-hmm. He's always tweeting about, you know, oh, look at, look at, look at Hironic and, and Hughes. Great pairing, number one pairing in the NHL. So you're right. That is, I want to talk about uh, Zadorov. Um, that's a guy I could see the Canucks having interest in if he hits the market. Rick Tockett type player. Big, hits hard, skates well. You've heard him all week. Last night he was, you know, he apologized for the effort last night in the post game. That's a player if he hits the market I can see the Canucks showing interest in. And guess who his agent is, guys? Um, Milstein. Milstein. You got it. Yeah. Canucks, um, uh, yeah. Hey, just I, I, Canucks love two things: this regime, former Penguins, and Milstein yeah, clients. I'm, I'm starting to think more about Tanev as a stopgap between yeah. the Willander era arriving yeah. in Vancouver. I don't have. He's not going to be in the first pair anymore. And the other no. thing is, I, I I think from what well, uh, he could be with Hughes. He could be with Hughes yeah. because I really yeah. want to see Hironik on another pair because I want to That's see right. if he can carry a pair by himself before you go out and spend. You know, however much you're going to spend on retaining Hironic, don't you think he should be able to survive by himself? Yeah. The two biggest keys for me when it comes to Tanev, I, he's not going to get large, large. I, I, I do believe he can get uh, three years and over three mil on July 1st. That's my guess and estimation. So I don't know what the Canucks... Uh, okay, so who's going off the books here uh, this year? Myers? Uh, Bavillier, you know, is yeah. at the rate... He's at he's on the fourth line making four million. I mean, so there's money there. There's 10 million, there's 10 million right there. So how do you allocate the money? Yeah, they're still after Ethan Bear. So how do you fit him in? So, and don't forget, hey, there's another possible right shot UFA defenseman July 1st, Jalen Chatfield. You guys remember Chatfield. <laughs> We're bringing yeah, everyone I'm like, back. I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. I'm just, you know, that, that's what I do. I sit and I, in my room, I ponder, I ponder these things. Listen. He signed in Carolina after things didn't work out in Vancouver three years ago. 78 games he played uh, last year and gained the trust of Coach Rod Brindamore. Uh, so, you know, Chatfield's out there. I know his agent has had uh, some talks uh, with the Hurricanes uh, about an extension, but um, it's gonna, they can improve their right side, guys. They've got some good right shot D coming in mm. a one to two to three years, but you, you can improve it. Can they do uh, it one- this season, though? Could like could they do it this season? Because I could see the Canucks being in a situation where you're getting to the trade deadline, and let's say they're in the playoff race, maybe even maybe even comfortably in a playoff spot. Let's say that yeah. in a wild card spot, yeah. And they're kind of like, well, could we do the Tanov deal now? Yeah, sure. You can call. You can call. But if you're the fl- if the Flames are out of the playoffs. They won't have an issue uh, dealing kind of in their division, but I mean, I mean, I don't know if they turn it around. But they got two wins in nine games. Um, if if they're in the mix at the trade deadline, you don't want to you know, move a guy to the a team in your division. But Canucks can call for sure. There's no ifs or buts about it. But can they get Ethan Bear in the in, in lineup in December? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not so, going to be that expensive to resign, though, is he? No, 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 no. Ethan Bear is my guess would be in the two million range, and and then you then you prorate that. So. Uh, um, you know, uh, it, it won't be much. But uh, Ethan Baird, uh, I'm going to guess, would probably be just a one-year deal if they do it. And uh, then he would become effectively a UFA again. 
Um, so who knows what uh, his agent might ask for a second year. We don't know that. But yeah. there's a multitude of ways the, the Canucks can prove the right side. Who knows? We don't know about Willander, uh, if he's going to come out after one year or two years of college. That's mm-hmm. going to be, I mean, uh, hey, you know what? A lot of guys push for their, a uh, lot of advisors push for their guys to come out after year one, right? And so, it doesn't mean he'd have to go right to the NHL, though. That's right. That's yeah. right. You could put him in, uh, you could put him in the first pair in Abbotsford, let him grow, and he'd be closer to home you get local coaching you get you know he'd be 45 minutes away view wise uh, instead of you know on the eastern seaboard so there's a lot of benefits to Willander coming out after one year but that decision is nowhere near to be made that's going to be in the spring after their season and, and you know how did he do you know it's his first time with North American hockey too right he's played all his life in Sweden so but if he comes out after one year that'll uh, certainly help uh, the right side but a lot of things to ponder uh, this yeah. year but the biggest thing with the Canucks right now is they keep winning and, and they look good. They're well coached uh, and uh, it, it's all good right now. Okay, while you were pondering and Bruff was complaining, I was out here doing this. I was not complaining. What a shock. Everything a is shock. perceived as complaining, where I just laughed at the idea of Tanif coming back, not because it's a bad idea, because it would be a great story. Sounds like something we- a complainer would say. Hey guys, we did a we we did a poll. Would you take Tanev back on July first? It was almost fifty fifty. There's a lot of he's very well respected. He's it was very only fifty fifty. It was fifty fifty down the down the middle. What Don't are you talking about? Yelling me? I thought it would be more than fifty fifty. So anyway, no, while was, you guys while you guys a, were yelling at each other, I was out here doing the work. One, this is the most dysfunctional relationship I've ever been <laughs> part of. <laughs> <laughs> what? Everything I you, say, I get yelled at. The the Whitecaps game on Saturday. Uh, there's a little bit of a hack. I believe there is still a one month free trial available till the end of October. So you can actually watch a game for free theoretically on Apple TV if you sign up for MLS season pass. So there's but that. Don't forget to cancel it. And then right away. As soon as the, as soon <laughs> yeah, as the final right whistle away. blows. Yeah. yeah cancel Just cancel right your away. credit card. It's the easiest way to do it. And then two, <laughs> the BC Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony is going to be yeah. May 16th 2024 at the Fairmont Vancouver among the luminaries going in Justin Morneau and Don Taylor and I you if he's there you can ask him what hat is Don Taylor gonna wear when he gets inducted into the BC Sports Hall of Fame I I, what hat are you gonna wear Donnie in the induction hat yeah what hat on May 16th when you go to the Hall of Fame what hat are you gonna wear oh what hat 1040 uh sports page yeah it's gotta be sports page I was gonna say probably not sports net but <laughs> he said he's going to wear a home for the broadcast. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Very nice. Well, hey, yell, yell in the phone. This is good radio. Congrats to Don. And, uh, hey, and- the Hall of Famer, he's, he's telling me to get off the air. We got a meeting. We got a meeting. Go, Let's Rick. Go. Okay, go. go. Hang up. Bye, bye, bye. That, bye. That's Rick Dollywell. And Don Taylor, and I think Ryan Henderson was in there as well on the Halford and Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. I love this text. I've never seen or heard someone more defensive about their interactions with you guys. Sounds like you've got him pinned up against a wall so every great. time he's on the show on Fridays. I love it. It's yeah, he's just, so great. just just yelled at. He's like, like, "Hey, Dolly, how you doing today?" He's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean by that?" <laughs> What and do you then, mean by that? And then you get confused by I'm his super response. It's great. It's great. You keep taking it. his lunch money. What do you think he's going to expect? And I just sit here and watch it all go down. Because <laughs> Rick keeps calling me rough, right? It's rough and bruff. I don't even have a name. I'm just yeah. this like sort of kind of omniscient like narrator type. You're one of the dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just I You're know rough. what's going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm rough. Anyway, uh, kudos to Donnie. 
And I mentioned in case I got lost in all of the yelling and then talking to someone who wasn't on the phone, which was awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, May 16th, Fairmont, Vancouver. Don Taylor goes into the BC Sports Hall of Fame. That's next year. Yeah, if you want to watch the Whitecaps game this year, do the classic. Sign up for something and then quickly cancel your free trial shortly thereafter. I can tell you this. You know that the match on Saturday can only be 90 minutes max and then a shootout because there's going to be no extra time. If it's tied, it goes directly to penalties. I like this text. He's going to wear a mugs and jugs hat. <laughs> yeah, like there were some options, right? Uh, James in Qualicum Beach. The storyline of having Tanev back is going to be something. Huggy and him were good together, but when, t- when Tanev left, Huggy had to move on. He's found someone else. Imagine Tanev just as a stopgap okay, at so the trade I was, deadline. I was surprised that you hadn't heard that yet. That had been out there for a while. In what? Speculation? Yeah, just but just people talking about it. It was on HF it. boards. Yeah, and you're on there all the time. <laughs> um, no, like just people were kind of connecting the dots. They're like, Tanev doesn't have a lot of time left on his contract in Calgary. No. Who knows what his next deal is going to look like. Right. And, and the idea was if the Canucks were to be a playoff team and buying at the deadline in Calgary. Could they get him for a year? Could they do like Ian Cole signed a one-year deal? Could, would Tanev sign a one-year deal with the Canucks? Because I think that would be a decent stopgap. Oh, I mean, I think people are talking about it. Because you almost just have to bridge the time. Let's say they re-sign Friend, Hronik. I think, I think people you are have talk- to bridge that time to Willander or Bruskevich or hopefully both of those guys. Take a more immediate approach. I think people are suggesting... Trade that, deadline? Yeah. Because yeah. he's in the final year of his deal in, in Calgary. And I don't know if you guys have been pay- paying attention to the Calgary Flames lately, but they look like a mess. Well, I did wonder... I mean, I was wondering last night. I'm kind of like, well... Why can't the Canucks maybe if they keep this up? And yes, we might sound like absolute idiots in three months for discussing this, right? But why wouldn't the Canucks, you know, do you remember being buyers at the trade deadline? Do you remember that? Does it? Well, does anyone actually remember being buyers at the trade deadline where you're like, we have a deficiency. Yeah. Let's address that. I mean, my here's my thinking on this, because I have put some thought into this one. From a Canucks perspective, if you know that you're going to need to address this defense and this season is imperative as you say it is, why wait till the deadline? Like you should be inquiring on a ten of because well they have no cap space they got right trade but you got to have to first. move sure but you I mean I'm I'm saying like step on it like yeah, yeah. make these things happen because I think it's easier said than done I think they love to step on it done. they love they love to have Ethan Bear back in the lineup they love to deal do something on the right side of the defense they're clearly trying it's just everyone's just I mean listen again we are operating in a world where they can't call up Nils Amon yeah. Uh, have to do like six second, different transactions to make that happen. Second part of this. If you're Calgary, can we just go back to this summer where they made changes at the general manager position and the coaching position, which would kind of suggest that, hey, we feel like this group is okay. We just need to change the guys mm-hmm. in charge of it. But then they traded to Foley. Now, granted, to Foley wanted to go, but they traded to Foley, who was their best player last year. There wasn't much debate about that. Yeah. Tyler Toffoli was the best Calgary Flame last year. He's been pretty good in New Jersey. He goes and he does exactly what Tyler Toffoli does, which is score a ton of goals. Coincidentally, the team he left, Calgary, can't score. They have have no offensive punch. They look toothless. So then you're thinking, well, if this team was really committed to being good and getting back to it, why did they trade their best player and leading goal scorer? Maybe Mm -hmm. he asked out, whatever. Then you go into this season and – it sounded at one point like Hannafin and Lindholm, their exoduses were fait accompli. Yeah, like they were going to go. Right. And now it's like, well, wait a minute. They might want to stay. But now you look at the early returns on this, and it's like, who would want to sign? They don't. So I'm saying this team, is, I don't think that they really know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think Craig Conroy knows what direction he wants to go in. But I think the inevitability of it 
is that he's going to have to start selling because the one thing he can't do is what Bradtree Living did with Gaudreau and to a lesser degree with Kachuk. And Don't they was... have the potential to turn into the San Jose Sharks if they keep retaining all these guys and they're a bad team? Yeah, I mean, I think if you look at it right now, you're like, why would we re-sign the core of this team? Like The, the Backland re-signing in captaincy struck me as weird. Yeah, that's fine, though. They do only give him a couple of years, you know, and they made but him the captain, But you made him the right? captain? Yeah. On signing, a, like, a two-year extension? Mm. And he's not even remotely close to being your best There's player? There's a lot of inexperience in that Calgary front, the, the Calgary Flames, like, organization right now. they got a rookie GM. they got yeah. a rookie head coach. So fleece the rookie GM and get Tanev. Do it now. Trade him. Yeah, say, oh, you know what can fix your problems, Calgary? Connor Garland. <laughs> he's really good. You're listening to the best of Halford and Bruff.